Gosh, this meeting is taking forever. I know. Planning meetings just take so long. And do we really need to plan for three hours? This wouldn't even take this long if people would just not get lost in the weeds. I swear it's like the director just wants us to suffer. Hey, at least we were allowed to order catering today, and I took the liberty of making the arrangements because Totaro is out sick. Well, that's great that you took the initiative. You didn't get Starbucks, did you? No! What? No! That back alley tempering cure worked perfectly fine. All of my mental faculties are in peak working condition, and I am an exemplar of perfect productivity. Now, the Lady of Caffeine has no hold on me any longer. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, wait... What's that music? What music? I don't hear any rousing, raucous music with vocal chanting and sitars. Sounds like you hear it perfectly well. It's Starbucks again. Starbucks Ree's here, isn't she? Maybe. Ark mortals, accept this catered blessing and be free from the woes of the public sector. Oh, wow. What... What joy! She's she's showering us with beautiful cake pops. Ah, stop! Stop! G- gross! Ah. They're they're so wet. Why ah. are they wet? That's just how you know that they're fresh ah. and delicious. Moist cake pops. Stop! Stop blocking them. Let them hit you. Open your purse to me. These are revolting. Surely there's a way to ensure consistent quality of product across large batch sizes in a manner compliant with FDA regulations without resorting to high fructose preservatives. Oh, God. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. One of us. One of us. Your management now. Does it come with better health insurance and a raise? Well, that will be determined pending your yearly review. Ah, nuts. This episode of Stormbirds, we... Reconnoiter. <laughs> we do. We. I guess That's we all do. We, do. Rec- <laughs> we reconnoiter a few times. We hold some impactful meetings. We some hold- folks get together in rooms and have conversations <laughs> about important events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we get some intel. Well, we get some insight into the rebuilding of the Alamegan army, and we follow up on certain wonderful characters like Raban and Fordola and Yotsuyu. And all of those things are equally developed in a way that is definitely not problematic in any way in any three of those. Absolutely not. No, I just like <laughs> no concerns about anything that happens in this episode. <laughs> Certainly not any concerning geopolitical trends taking shape. No, no, not at all. Welcome to Stormbuds. I'm your host of light, Jerome Barbatsis, joined by my fellow host, Alex Hambrock. Hello, hello. Good evening. Hello, good evening, and good night. That's it. We're done. <laughs> Just kidding. We, <laughs> we are covering today. Uh, we are playing through uh, Final Fantasy fourteen Stormblood today. I almost said Stormblood. You know that. You know me. I, I have that tick still. The Stormblood post patch content. Stormblood post patch content. Uh, we're doing. We're covering three point one or four point one and four point two um, today. That's enough. But believe you me, <laughs> there's a lot to cover. Oh, yeah. No, we finished 4.1, and I was like, do we have enough for an episode in here? And I did 4.2, and I was like, oh, oh these yes, eight quests have a lot. <laughs> there's a lot going on. Um, and uh, <clears throat> to catch us up, so Stormblood, 
we I'll do our 60 minute recap. 60 second recap. Sorry, what? 60 minute recap. Boy, we tried to shoot for 60 minutes. We yeah, failed yeah, yeah. consistently. Cuz 60 seconds uh 60 second recap here. We have taken the nation uh nations of Doma and Alamigo back from an evil empire called Garlemald and now we are sort of uh figuring out the figuring out the the the, the way that the states are going to govern themselves. Doma kind of already had an existing thing so they're fine um but yeah alamigo's got a lot of stuff to figure out which and also we um are uh, resolving some hint well we're starting to resolve some hinted post some hinted um storylines from 4.0 wherein there was a certain couple of characters we thought were dead and they are now back at alive yeah and in general like you know we're dealing with kind of the aftermath of like Mm -hmm. what an occupation looks like some people were collaborators what do you do with those people afterwards oh yeah especially if one of them has amnesia (laughs) real great real great um before we get into that though why don't we start with our usual first segment our side quests what have you been up to this week past Uh, couple weeks i had actually been playing around with a game called one step from eden have you heard of this one no it is a okay say it with me now it is a card building roguelike okay um here we go its main pitch is that it's using basically um the combat engine is basically the combat engine from the Mega Man battle network games if you played any of those in like the game boy no but i was listening to a separate podcast that did mention that (laughs) Okay, well, so I have heard of that. The Mega Man Battle Network combat engine is, in my opinion, one of the best RPG combat engines that, of all time. It's really, really that good. Tra- that, that's that came out in 1997, right? Wasn't that PS1? Well, no, Game Boy Advance. These oh, were Game, Game Boy, Boy Advance okay. games. Okay. Editing Jerome here. I was thinking of Mega Man Legends. But like, like truly an excellent combat system. This game very explicitly an homage to that. Like you okay. got your little, you got your little grid. You're moving your character around. You're drawing like you know random card abilities that you uh-huh. then fire off in real time battle context. It's. I am enjoying it. It is interesting the ways in which it is, in my opinion, not as good as that system from like twenty years ago. Mm. Like. I'm not going to get too in the weeds on this because you don't have a frame of reference for it. And like people who know, know. But like the Mega Man games had this kind of rhythm to them where you were drawing these hands of cards and then picking a few of them to have as like your active weapons for a 30 second turn of like the real time section. And this game is just feeding you a continuous stream of cards nonstop in a way that involves like it feels like I'm making way less decisions. Okay. Cool game. Great music. Very. I'm getting better at like the actual action bit, mm. and it's like it's fine as like a roguelike. Like it's mm. doing the whole slay the spire, pick your path type thing. But just like the combat's got a weird flow to it that I'm still kind of like getting my head around. Right. Okay. Is that is that uh, that's your primary side quest? Of my, the past yes, my primary side quest. Oh, thank yeah. you so much for sharing. I'll have to. Look probably not check yeah probably not check it out because if i'm gonna i still haven't played Slate Spl- the spire and that is because for my side quest you know uh um octopath traveler 2 came Ooh. out last friday i've not been playing it oh because uh my rpg my kind of single player rpg experience has been taken instead by borderlands 3 <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw you play it. I was like, what the hell? It was on sale for like $5. I okay. had to get it at this point. Okay, um, okay. I actually logged like 300 hours into Borderlands 2. I loved getting into the end game and building stuff. So it's like, okay, fine. I just, I didn't get into it when it first came out because I didn't have like an epic store or whatever. And, and then it was like really buggy, I heard on the Steam port or in the Steam port or, and, or the PC port. And let me tell you, yes, they have applied hotfixes, but there are still a lot of, um, 
there's still a lot of really trivial bugs. Um, but the game itself is, it's good. It's, um, you know, a lot of people will reduce it to say that if you like Borderlands, it's more Borderlands. And to say that it's kind of to imply that they didn't really, um, they didn't really reinvent, reinvent the wheel. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It's like, what's that phrase? But there's a lot that they do. So have you played Borderlands 1 or 2? I mean, years ago, like in college. Yeah, well, I mean, mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Yeah, That's uh, fine. Which say, like, my memories are vague. Yeah, they, I mean, they revamped the guns system, uh, or the, the what the guns kind of do on a corporate, corporation to corporation level. Like, they, it's, rather than just having the Malawan corporation guns just be sort of the elemental ones, they now actually have a like they have like a, a a charging gimmick to all of them, um, where you like have to hold in and then they'll all like rapid fire or like they'll all charge and then there's like um, if you remember TDR is one where like for every TDR gun you reload you actually throw it and it explodes like a grenade or it will like um, grow legs and have a tur- be a turret. Um, I mean, that, instead, that sounds fun. Is it yeah, fun? It's oh no, it's very fun. Okay, um, okay. and like yeah, so like. If every kind of gun and the gunplay itself is just like better, like the the way recoil kind of works, it feels less random and, and yeah, Torg still does his explosions and stuff. I am on a, what I'm pretty sure is the last level. Like it's pretty obvious, really? so I'm like really close to being done. So I could confidently say that it is like almost as good as Borderlands Two. You know, it's not quite there. I mean, that's the one everyone loves, right? Yes, Borderlands Two is excellent. Um, the main there's a couple of main complaints i have with it, especially huge whiplash coming from final fantasy 14 where you're front and center right but your character in borderlands just like disappears in cutscenes. like you're not there all your characters responses are really canned everything feels nothing feels connected whenever your my my character is involved maybe it's different with other people's voice lines but um it is really kind of canned a lot of you the storytelling, the narrative. Yeah, not really. I mean, apart from just being overpowered. Oh uh, yeah, the difficulty. I'm on the normal difficulty, and it's really easy. Like, it's really easy. Um, which is great. I'm like breezing through it, which so that's fine. Um, but anyway, uh, difficulty aside, and the the na- overall narrative is very much. Did you did you at all watch when I I used to I stream a lot more on my my channel on my Jerome House channel and I used to stream retro RPGs? Did you watch at all when I streamed Fantasy Star Four? Little bit. I don't recall much, but I remember watching. So that, that game it has the same storytelling arc as Fantasy Star Four, wherein like <laughs> okay. you go to one dungeon and you solve this threat, and then like out of nowhere there's just like another threat, and then you have to deal with that threat. Oh, the DJ uh, Abrams model. Yeah. <laughs> kind of just like there is this sort of overarching villain who's taunting you over the ecranet but like still it still feels very blocky and like i am doing this thing and now there's this MacGuffin you have to get in order that's stopping you from going to this thing and then there's this other threat you didn't see coming and it's not because you didn't see it's just like just like there's a lot of filler um, what, what i'm hearing is it's, uh, it's a little cobbled together feels yeah. like there are some really good reveals and plot point developments and overall lore developments um with regards to the whole siren thing and the iridians and the plant whatever but like yeah it's really filler and they could have cut down on that filler and stopped um and also let me see let me pull up a screenshot that i sent to i think my friend who was playing it uh they could have stopped shit from like this from happening where somebody is just straight up dead floating on the ground (laughs) 
and <laughs> above can you see i can see oh whoop. she's just like she died in a chair but instead of like dying in the chair she stood up in the chair and then fell face first forward and is starting to float on the ground <laughs> that's not a glitch that's one of randy pitchford's magic tricks <laughs> Like, there's just a lot of trivial things, like voice lines will play that you've already heard, and then they're like, I have closed captioning on because subtitles are really helpful, and then, like, the same line, like, will sometimes get stuck, like, anytime anyone else says something, it'll, like, it'll read a line from before, and it's super annoying, and if you at all have to, like, teleport out of, like, a really heavily story-based zone and have to restart it, it will, the sequence will completely break. Like you, you have to be really careful about it. Like characters that were like had moved on will like respawn back to their old place. So there's like all these shitty, kind of trivial glitches that are just like it's really unpolished. But it has it has it has good gameplay and like the mini arcs are really good. There's like okay. there's like you're deal you you're dealing you're dealing a lot more with other corporations more so than just like fo- hyper focusing on one like in Borderlands one and two. Um, which is like cool, and then you get to see sort of different things, but but the main villains aren't as good. They're kind of a millennial straw man. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, they're like the, the streamers or whatever. Yeah, they're like it doesn't matter because we're getting hundreds of thousands of followers. <laughs> you're a loser. I mean, what you're describing sounds like the Borderlands writing to me. But it, it is <laughs> no Borderlands Two takes it a different direction, um, but I don't think. I don't think um, Anthony Birch is head writing for Gearbox anymore. <laughs> yeah, probably for good reason. <laughs> a lot of folks seem to have left that studio. I don't. I don't know, man. I uh, look. That's a can of worms um, that I'm not really willing to dive into. All I will say is that Borderline Three is out. It took too long, and it feels dated, but it is still fun to play. And I'm ex- I'm glad I played it for five dollars. So would you say six point five? I'd say a seven. Said seven? Okay, gentleman seven? Okay. Gentleman seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I I, I there's like there's a lot of fun. There's a lot of good moments in it, and it's it's definitely worth playing. Speaking of single player RPGs, yeah. I've had this idea in my head for a while now that like when Final Fantasy sixteen came out, we'd do a couple special episodes on that. No. But then I looked it up and it's like, oh, it's PS five exclusive. We need to both get PS five. No, and I'm we're, like, no. We're not doing that. So I, I I am very excited for that game. Will I get a PS five? Maybe. I am also trying to save money though. Same. So So we might just need to wait for it to come out on PC. Possibly. That depends. Um, anyway, um, speaking of Final Fantasy, we um, are going to get into our uh, main story quest recap. So starting with uh, 3.1, we have the quest. 4.1. You've done it twice tonight. Arr! They're both so old. <laughs> I get them mixed up. 4.1 kicks us off with Arnvald's adventure. Arnvald's adventure. No, that's Grindelwald. <laughs> Um, Lise talks to us. She says, we ain't got no ruler. We have nobody to stand up and fight for us. And we don't really want kings because Theodoric was a total douche. I mean, I think they could give anarcho-communism a try, but I think they're just going to try and find a new leader. So, yeah. Or some form of government that will rep- that will represent the interests of the people, maybe. Um, Arnvald- anarcho-communism. Okay. Arnvald asks us, he approaches us, he's like, Hello. Would you like to talk somewhere private? <laughs> Is that Arnvald's voice? That's his voice. Have now. we done Arnvald before? I have not. But now I've turned into a 
perverted. Wow, that's not at all what I had in my <laughs> a head. Perverted but... British goblin. Okay, our involved. You know Hello. what? We're running out of voices. Okay, this is our involved now. Okay, <laughs> I am an infinite repository of weird voices. Our involved basically wants to take us on an adventure. He's like, hey, while they're figuring that out, you want to do some good old sword and sorcery? Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Um, so we go get Alphano for some reason. He's like, I don't know. Alphano's a nerd. He'll he'll know shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so what he tells us is that there's a legend that the Mad King, before the Garleans took over, the Mad King basically had his, who went so crazy by the end that he executed his entire family so that none of them could be a threat to the crown. Um, and also he, he hoarded his wealth. And took all their wealth and stashed it somewhere in the palace. That's where what, it's been like sense. a legendary treasure ever since That's and no one's I ever do. found it. That's exactly what I would do. And he's like, but look, I found this back of like, you know, the, the Alamegan dollar bill. And if you look at the pyramid, it shows you where. Mm-hmm. The- <laughs> he's a total numerologist. Um, so we're going to go treasure hunting. Neat. Uh, the follow-up quest is the darkness below where we go to the Almegan quarter and we ask around, ask a bunch of traumatized people about their prior dictator. And there's a bit here where we're like, if the Garleans found it, they certainly would have written down about it. And I'm like, if the Garleans found it, they would have taken it. But (laughs) why would they have written it? They would have. I mean, I I guess, but okay. They have a really, they have a really strict revenue, <laughs> revenue service where, and they have to report all their income. <laughs> okay, well, well, so it turns out what we learned from asking around is that the Mad King didn't just kill his family; he turned them into monsters and basically chucked them under the castle. Cool, which not great, you know, just Minotaurs times ten. Mm-hmm. And but why are we really here? Are involved? He reveals the dark secret. Well, you see that his his father was a Garlean Imperial and his mom was Alamegan. <gasps> He's half is, Garlean. Yeah, and also it's implied like, you know, that relationship may not have been a good one. No. And so... Um, implied? It's very told. It's very told. It's his very mom told. beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and he put war paint on his face to cover his scars. Yes, his mom abused him because <laughs> implied. she was half <laughs> and then carved him up with a knife, which is why he wears his war point. War, war paint mm-hmm. then she throws him out in the streets and now he's like look it was so awful the thing that happened to me i don't want anyone else to have to suffer in poverty again so we're gonna go find all that treasure and make sure that everyone like you know gets a gets oh, a piece he's a little always oh, a goody two shoes he's a real goody two shoes i don't trust that goblin i don't trust that perverted <laughs> british sex goblin i trust him pretty well hey, he seems okay he's a sign of we've all been good so far <laughs> Uh-uh. Okay. <laughs> what we find out is that it's not actually under the castle. For those who castle. don't play Final Fantasy XIV, Arvald is a, a really nice person. <laughs> <laughs> For those of us that have made it this far, I am being a, a total dickbag. He's pretty great. <laughs> Continue. Okay, we're moving to a good clip here because there's so much stuff to cover. This is like the least important bit of it. Oh, there, for sure. So th- for sure. It's not under the castle. It's under the locks outside the castle. Like, you know, you have to go underwater. It's mm. an old underwater city. And nobody could swim until 4.0. So nobody found it. Exactly. And so we swim down. We find the entrance. Dungeon time. Yeah. Um, this is the the, the lost, the Scala city. I can't remember what it's called. Fucking the lost city of Scala or whatever. It's a, just a fun little... Uh, spooky pirate dungeon with castle dungeon stuff. We got yeah. there's the three bosses. There's a water horse called the Kelpie. There's some water shit. Oh, fucking cares. The there was a the middle boss was called the one, the old one, the old one. I thought yes. it was just the one. I think it's the old one. It's I was like gonna make giant, a, oh, like gonna play make a, statues. Yeah, I was gonna make a joke about him dodging bullets, but doing a bad job. But also, we didn't have a machinist. But also, that joke doesn't work anymore because it's called the old one. I don't remember the mechanics. There's several layers on there. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> all, all of the layers to that really good joke I had ready completely crumbled. 
And then we fight a giant dragon monkey at the end. Yeah, it's called the Herodric Poison Tongue. And um, yeah, it, <laughs> say, say what you will about this game. But uh, if there's one thing for certain, it's that we had quite a treasure here, that Herodric Poison Tongue. Because he was guarding the treasure. He was guarding a, the her, he was guarding the treasure, but the treasure really was the Herodric Cube. <laughs> Do you remember remember that Diablo two? No, I haven't played Diablo two since I was like twelve. I <laughs> listen. You, you know how you just remember things because you've said them six million times. Yeah, okay. No, I get that. <laughs> that's definitely something. I don't know. There was a, a that's another. There's no real joke there, but like the the. The fact that it was called the Roderick Poison Tongue, I was just, I was just nonstop thinking, oh. you have quite a treasure there in that Roderick Poison Tongue. No, I'm sure all of our listeners will get what you, will get your joke. I'm sure exactly one will get. Well, it's not even a joke. It's just like a bad reference. <laughs> there was no punchline. Alpha Noah and Arnvald fall into the ceiling, and they're like, oh, great, awesome, Arpads also dropped us in here. And it looks like... Oh, yeah, place- we were racing them. I forgot because it was so unimportant. Oh, and they, this, they this place sure was full of the descendants of cursed monsters. I guess we killed them all. Presumably, mm. they were also sapient, but I guess yeah, well, their their suffering is over. Yeah, sure, that's it. I, and that's that. and it turns out, you know, I kind of half expected the treasure to be like the friendship we made along the way, but actually, no, it's no, just it's lots a and shit lots ton of, of, gold, lots of gold, and also it's, a Herodric cube, <laughs> and also <laughs> and also a portrait of the Mad King. That's definitely not. Cursed. Oh, dude, that portrait is fucking weird. He's just this like gaunt, gaunt white dude with pink spiky hair. He's like got oh raw male hair. Is this gonna come back as some like Dorian? Gray no, I thing completely later? forgot about. That. I was like, oh my god, we're not gonna find the young version of him wandering the landscape for like two hundred years or whatever. Oh, because... maybe seven point Who knows? Okay. <laughs> Okay, whatever. End of quest. The butcher's blood is up next because we go back to Lise and tell her, hey, we got a bunch of money. And she's like, great. We'll just, you know, make sure it all gets spent appropriately. And I'm like, that seems like a large political process to kind of just gloss over. But sure, Mm -hmm. spend the money appropriately. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. We're done with the the plot line. There was one line, um, I think... Maybe Lee said something like, I want to build a country where everyone, regardless of race or origin... No, that's coming up. It's coming up because... I, I, are you sure? I'm sure because it happens after it happens after the Fordola stuff. It's in <sighs> reference to the mob. Oh, okay. Cool. Be- Whoops. Because- I, listen, I didn't take good notes on this quest because I was eating fish tacos. I did, I did write that down. <laughs> I, did you write I, down I wrote the down, avocado? I did. Oh, God, listen. You guys, I got... I mean... Okay, so, you know, when you're ordering, you have to, with some restaurants, you got to hit the minimum price, right? So I really just wanted three tacos. I didn't want to have to get a fourth entire taco. So I just put avocado on the existing three fish tacos I got. And I tell you what, I mean, the tacos are normally really good, but those avocado, that avocado just came like a big wedge of orange, like like an orange wedge, except avocado just plopped on top of the fish taco. It was a nightmare to bite. (laughs) It was just like, it was... And they were like slightly cold <laughs> in the middle, <laughs> but really buttery and like melted on the outside. It was a weird mouthfeel. And I could not possibly focus on taking notes on this quest. There's <laughs> a mob outside. Um, so they found out that Fordola's in here and they are not happy about it. I wouldn't be either. They really want to uh, butcher the butcher, as they put it. Lisa's response here is, we'd be no better than the Imperials, which... True. Okay, look, justice does need to be done, but that's not the right argument. Like, Mm. (laughs) I don't know. 
Raban like least tries to hold them I off. Guess Cho. Yeah. Does not do a great job at it. Raban shows up and makes a big speech asking everyone to focus not on who died, but the, those who've still been kidnapped. Yeah. And basically we need Fordola alive so we can interrogate her. Um yada yada yada. Will the people of the future see in us people who held to their principles or sold them out? Are we savages like the Garlean said, or are we better than this? And everyone looks at Raban. And then the slow clap starts, <laughs> and they all just start clapping. It's like a Aaron Sorkin <laughs> speech. It's totally, like, yeah, it's a total slow clap moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, because here's the bit: is this is not just happening here. We get news that people are forming mobs all over and hunting down anyone who collaborated with the Garleans. And this is where Elise says, you know, oh, this sucks. Mm, I want to build a country where anyone, regardless of race or origin, can live side by side. But maybe the time just isn't right. And my reaction to this is just like... Yeah, it's not. (laughs) Yeah, but also, like, it's not like we're having some, like, weird cultural conflict here between the people who want to, like, worship on Wednesdays and the people who want to worship on Sundays. Mm. You have a very real, very immediate, like brutal occupation that just ended and there were lots of collaborators who like sided with the oppressors and you have to work that out that's not like some weird cultural melting pot problem that's a real political problem of like people's lived experiences under oppression Mm -hmm. and we have to address this somehow so whatever lisa gets the right least gets the right idea at least which is we should gather a bunch of representatives from all over alamigo even the Ananta and the Quirin, and just kind of sit down and be like, hey, what are we going to do here? Are we going to have a new king? Are we going to do a council? What's the, what's the plan? Uh, to translate what Alex said, uh, the Kaikern, not the Quirin. Kaikern. Yes. Kaikern? <laughs> the Kaikern, yes. I have Q-U-I-R-N. Is that No, right? it's Q-I-Q-I-R-N. Q-I-Q-I-R-N. Kaikern. Kaikern, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just heard... I just. I just heard you say we need to invite all the queer in. I was like, excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) Kaikern is correct. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Lise wants to have this meeting, and Monago is like, great, okay, get rid of the Fordola problem. Let's just execute it like she wants. And Lise, to her credit, correctly here, is like, what? No, we cannot just kill everyone who is a collaborator. That is not a solution either. Right, no, that would would suck. Um, Arnvald... Uh, wants to I mean they're just kind of not sure what to do at this point it's kind of weird they do want to do this but Arnvald wants to go talk to Fordola directly at this point right yeah and we're gonna go in with him uh we do we enter into the cell um and my next note here is let's go migraine time yeah, we get an echo vision. Like we're just, we're talking to Fordola, and she's kind of we're like taunting back and forth, and she's still bitter about everything. And then we get the vision, and we get a scene that I don't know how I feel about. Oh, well, well, actually, well, let's 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 break it down here. So okay. her family was pretty well off under Garlean occupation because they were collaborators. Yes, um, they were given citizenship in Alamigo, and they were on their way to visit the acting viceroy. Well, the the current viceroy at the time who was Gaius van Belsar um and whilst they uh whilst her father is telling her about what a great man Gaius is they somebody walks by and calls them tin lovers or whatever yeah tin head lovers and then Fordo's like what did he say and then she's like oh and then the guy comes back and he's like oh you don't know you don't know what what horrible traitors you and your family are <laughs> yeah re- real dick to be clear yeah total dick move um not wrong but a dick and, and then everyone just like out of nowhere seems to have rocks and they start throwing no, she them. No, runs, she runs ahead 
Um, and a, this old woman, <laughs> yes. the, the, the first, woman. the person who cast the first, somebody casts a, a stone, and it turns out to be an old woman, and she throws it at four dollars direction. The four dollar at this time is like maybe seven, yeah, five, six trying to kill seven, a child, trying to clearly. kill a child with that rock. Um, her parents, or her father, shields her uh, from that, and then more people join in in the mob. The mother goes to talk to the soldiers, claims that they are citizens, they have rights, and the Imperial soldiers uh, have an obligation to step in to protect them. Turns out they Do don't not. agree. They don't agree with that. And they're like, eh. Because, yeah, wow, weird. Weird how, again, this kind of keeps being put up that like collaborating with your oppressors is not necessarily... <laughs> and it's not even gonna going to get you result, what you want. Yeah, you're not really going to guarantee your safety. Um, so that sucks. Uh, then a particularly large rock gets hurled at Fordola's father's head, and he keels over dead. Yeah, on seems like it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did actually. I had so so. This is going to come up a couple times here. It's going to come up here with later Echo Vision. This was the first one where a mm-hmm. question occurred to me watching this. Yeah. Does the Echo Vision that we get is it meant to be like an objective sort of like? camera view of reality or is it like Fordola's perceptions of her memories how much of this is literally what happened and how much of this is her subjective experience of what this felt like i think it's literally what happened okay because it makes this mob look insane like (laughs) like, i guess but like yeah i mean they it's an extremely heightened i guess feeling experience Oh, sorry. The vision isn't over, though, because no. okay, so, so we get this, and then we cut forward in time to her being a soldier. And she has her eye tattoo now, which is really kind of shocking her mother. Mm-hmm. And she's she's the Fordola we know and love at this point. She's in full sort of like cocky yeah, she's evil the, the mode. Cool lady, the, she's the full lady Fordola at this point. Yes. And, and she's like, at this point, she's realized that technically speaking, citizenship means nothing to the Garleans. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not purebred Garlean, you're really never going to be any better than the Savage. But this has not made her rethink anything. Yeah. It's just made her want to join the Legion so that all of the rest of the Alamegans will be afraid of her. Which, I guess... I, I I guess I mean, the Alamegans did kill her dad. I guess they killed her dad. Yeah, and like, and she's got a very personal reason to basically. It means nothing. Them. It means nothing yeah. to like. She recognizes that there's no, because of the family she's born into, there's no um, place for her among other Alamegans. So she just has to. Her only. She seems like her only option is to do is to. Um, join uh, join the 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 militia in spite of i don't know it's still like i'm trying to reconcile with it like, too it's like, a little weird like, that bit works except for the bit where she also at this point recognizes that the garleans will never accept her either but she yeah but she also claims in castrum like she claimed she did this for for her nation right she claimed that she killed everyone for her nation's freedom and it's like is, is she thinking like just in terms of like is she because, like, we see her, it's not just her here, it's just some companions of hers who are presumably also, like, you know... Yeah, those children. are the skulls. Yeah, the, the other skulls, right? Yeah. Like, it, is she thinking of the skulls as, like, you know, the last real Alamegans who, like, have an opportunity to, like, you know, integrate mm-hmm. to the Garlean Empire? Like, it, it's it's not super clear here. I don't, I don't mean to get super hung up on it. It's more that just, like, bits of how this fits together, the order doesn't feel quite right. So, I think I understand what she's doing um and it will become a little bit clearer once Arnvald speaks okay so Arnvald kind of like says listen 
you've been in this cell for a while. If you wanted to fucking die, like we, if you want us to execute you, you could have just easily killed yourself with your fucking clothes or whatever. Mm -hmm. You want to be alive. Why? Right. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to just die. You want to die to unite your, you want to play a part of a villain character that everyone hates so that when you do die and when everyone like when 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 ev- eventually you kind of get killed everyone will see you as a common enemy and unite and you're trying to be a stupid sacrificial you're trying to present yourself as some sort of sacrificial martyr kind of like yeah. spoiler for watchmen skip ahead 10 seconds if you haven't read watchmen kind of like ozymandias you sure. know how he mm-hmm. sort of presents the threat that's supposed to unite everyone, but in doing so, just kills everyone. <laughs> See, like I, I buy that she's here now. I don't know that I buy that, like that. That was her plan all along. It has to, because like she, um, she rants about her dead dad, and when she gets her, like, like she, she, but yeah, like she, she would have just killed herself though if she really wanted just everyone else to suffer or like something she would have done what xenos did yeah (laughs) she wants to be a symbol yeah like i i totally buy that now that everything is lost and the alamegans have gotten the liberation or whatever like the the, i think arnvald's argument makes sense for like the context of like what she's stewing over and trying to work through as she sits in this cell and reflects on her life totally 100 percent. she also well she reflects on her life and also the lives of everyone else well yeah later um (laughs) that's that's the next quest but anyway she rants about that she's like ranting about how she owes she knows we know nothing about her life but her echo suddenly, yeah. And this she, is the coolest thing ever. She gets a glimpse of our life, yeah. And we just get like, a, and she's just like, oh shit. <laughs> like we get, we get like a cool little like you know five second montage of a bunch of rapid black and white clips, echo of, style yeah, of, of our thing adventures. of our of, of the banquet of you know uh, of Moonbrita of Orshafant of all the things we've lost. Uh, Gosetsu at this point mm-hmm. of all the things that we've lost and had to work through. To, to overcome this this despair right yeah to, to to unite people without needing to become this sort of figurehead monster that they that you think they want you to be right because she's lived her whole life being vilified right so she's yeah. like fuck it i guess i'll just be the villain and then that's what you that's what you el amigo wants so i'm just gonna keep doing it mm-hmm. right yeah no that makes sense and but and like and the fact that I've walked a different path kind of stuns her. Yeah, and she's like, "How are in you spite standing of, there?" Yeah, in spite of being completely vilified by the entire <laughs> nation of Aorsi at the end of fucking Realm Reborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, turns out there's just a way to get around it. Um, I don't know. Leave, <laughs> maybe just run away. That's what <sighs> we did. Um, yeah. So, but that was a that was a really cool kind of how the t- how the tables turn, how the turns table, how the how the um um. Moving on, Arnvald says something like <laughs> like this. She says, he says that she and I are of an age and we're neither of us one thing or the other. We're neither Alamiga nor Gar- Garlean because we were born kind of under this sort of weird interstate yeah. sort of occupation. Um, and I can't help but feel that she's my problem to solve. That's an ick. That's not a good line. That's an ick. That's an ick line. Ew. Don't. Hey, hey, y'all. Other people's problems are not yours to solve. Don't fix them. Don't fix them. Support them if, in a way. Offer your empathy. But don't solve. What there's that one episode in like season six of Parks and Rec, where you know, um, what the hell's her name? Rashida Jones' character. Why can't I remember her name? I don't know. My girlfriend would know who you're talking about, but God, I do not. <laughs> I, I, I'm such a fake fan right now. 
editing Jerome here. It's Ann Perkins. I can't. And 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 uh, well, she's complaining. Um, and then, oh God, it's because I'm on. It's because I'm on mic. Anyway, the whole point is that he doesn't like this. The, her boyfriend at the time, Rob Lowe's character. <laughs> I can't remember any characters' names. It's Chris Traeger. Oh God! It's you like know, trying to solve all her problems while she's pregnant. She's just like, oh, I just need someone to fucking say that sucks. <laughs> Do that. Don't <sighs> try to solve their problems. Just our yes. should just be in that sound. Like, man, that sucks. <laughs> sorry that happened to you. I'm sorry. That sounds really bad. Do you want some ice cream? <laughs> anyway, we we leave and Elise basically says, "Hey, look, think about how you want to use the time that you still have." Yeah, absolutely. The following okay. quest is the echoes of an echo, um, and. Uh, we kind of Arnvald makes a note, like uh, pulls us aside and said, "Hey, Fornell seems to get a lot of echo visions, like more than you and I, right?" <laughs> like she's been watching her, and she's been like constantly getting them with like the guards and anyone that passes her cell. That would suck ass. Yeah, no, it sounds like she's just getting sort of like so trauma dumped into her on an industrial yeah, scale. So we go and investigate. Uh, we got some. I think at this time, Alfano was like investigating the, um the resonatorium or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, it turns out she probably just got a copy of Kryle's echo, which, which sounds awful because that's what she does. Yeah. She's like a, she's got like super mind reading like that. She's not as, I mean, for, and Fordola just kind of has the combat on her own, but yeah. Yeah. Basically they scanned Kryle's like etheric signature or whatever, and then stole a bunch of ether from other people and dumped it into Fordola's body. And gave her the same ability, which is fucked up, especially because they could also do it to an entire legion, which and would she be was terrifying. Kind of like the first trial, mm-hmm. so uh, <laughs> probably a little fucked, kind of a little messed up by that. Yeah, she's getting huge doses of pain and trauma from everyone around her constantly, yeah. which I'm sure is not making her feel good about what. She yeah, did. absolutely not. So she's probably racked with guilt. Um, Ruban here that- says, "Sounds like justice to me," which. I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I try explaining that to everyone, though. Um, Pippin stops by at this point, and he relays that the Sultana wishes to speak with us. She does, yeah. But uh, um, probably, uh, but, and, but but that's like a little bit after. Like Alphano's like, man, Rabon, it's gonna suck when Rabon has to leave and go back to Ulda, right? Yeah, so and immediately Pippin stops by and is like, "Ooh, the Sultana wants to speak with us." Because Lisa's is also like, "Man, Rabon is so strong and smart and cool and knows knows way more than me. Can he talk a mob down and doing better than me in every yeah. way." Yeah, absolutely. He does. Okay. Um, so, the, yeah, we, we go back and uh, uh, reconnoiter. That's the theme of the episode. Yes, we talk to Nanamo. Uh, yes, a Sultana's strings. Nanamo, uh, in our private audience with her, wants to not depend on Raban so much because she, uh, when talking with him, is like, I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to come back. It's like he says that he does because he's sworn to me and his place is here, but like you can hear it in his voice. He really wants to go live, be in Alamigo, his liberated homeland that he has been like, you know, been hanging over him his entire life. Yeah. Yeah. You hear it in your voice and also just kind of put it together with context clues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's this point that I was, I was looking, so I was like, man, like out of all the Eorzean leaders, we've gotten way more good, like Namo Raban shit than either of the others. Good. We've gotten a bit of Murrowib stuff. We've gotten like nothing on Kanisena. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> like, I know nothing <laughs> okay. about Kanisena whatsoever. Fucking, I mean, listen, she could just be a, a glowy shrine maiden and stay that way. That's fine. Okay. Let's. <laughs> We'll deal with that later. Um, anyway, the Nama wants to learn to be not to, dependent on Ruben. Yeah, so she wants to go out in plain clothes, and we can accompany her as she observes the plight of her townspeople or something. I guess all we can, but we get there, and then all we do is talk about Raban. 
Yeah. We just like we're, we're taking the Nam on a tour of the realm. We go check out the poor refugees camped out front, and she's like, "Oh, I've done such a bad job. All these poor refugees are camped out front." And it's and and also Raban. Let's go. <laughs> let, let me solve this problem. But I'm really thinking about Raban. There are dialogue <laughs> options here, and the only options I can I can say to her like absolve your, her yeah. entirely. Yeah, you of, did your best. Your hands were tied. It's like no, like what yeah, if you? It, it, you can also like own some of the accountability for this, and it's okay to own that and try and get better. Like I would have liked an answer that was like, yeah, yeah was I mean, experience. like you could have done a bit of a better <laughs> job, but now you're trying, and that's what's important. Like yeah, whoops. Wait, where's the whoops dialogue option? <laughs> that would have been fucking great. Okay. Whoopsie doopsie. We go out to the road where her parents were died in a carriage accident, where and it's still not clear if they were assassinated I mean, yeah, or not. Yeah, her naivety cost us a lot. <laughs> Woof. Yeah, um, so she wants to deal with the... She's kind of growing, and she wants to deal with the refugee crisis, and she's thinking about, okay, how do we solve things in Ulda uh, with money and employment? Who employs refugees on the syndicate and isn't a complete douchebag? The only one is a man named Godbert Manderville. Godbert Manderville. He is the proprietor of the Gold Saucer. Okay, let's see. Before we get here, we, we get some good straight... Like, mm. Not too much detail stuff. But like, we get some flashbacks to Raban fighting in the arena. And when he and Nanamo... Well, like, yeah. he, he first swore like, you know, allegiance to Nanamo and apparently became the sixth richest man in Ulda and yeah. therefore earned a seat on the syndicate. It's true. And, whatever. Like, it, it's all interesting it's true, backstory yeah. stuff. But it's not... It's not super plot important. No. Um, um, so we, uh, yes, uh, we meet up with Godbert at the Gold Saucer. Nanamo is in awe because she's never been able to leave the palace and go to a big casino before. Um, and uh, we try we try to goad her into playing the slots a bit. She's like, I'm not going to spend government money doing that. <laughs> Let's just get to the freaking meeting spot so I don't get um, distracted. Get, let's get financial advice from the guy who owns this gambling Right. So she presents her plight. She's like, okay, how can I get, like, how would you recommend I get employment and funds to the refugees so they can build a better life? And he's like, hey, actually, fucking don't. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> don't it's a do terrible, that. terrible idea. Don't do it. You're just doing it out of pity and playing the role of a savior? That is colonialist garbage. No, what we, <laughs> like, that's, that is not how it, things operate here in this system, and it's not how they should operate because... One, people uh, uh, people of your nation are going to be super upset that you're not spending your money on them uh, equally, right? Or anything. Yeah, like the and poor of old also, like, also need help. And also, that's not what you're just going to, you're just going to take these citizens away from now a, a newly independent nation. <laughs> like, no, we need to make an arrangement that works equitably, equitably for, for both nations. Um, that's, uh, otherwise, everyone's going to be pissed. It's a little bit shitty, but also that's how socialism works with a mutually beneficial relationship between the state and the people, even if the state doesn't technically need it. So, okay. I am largely on Godbert's side here. Me too. Where this is going to take a bad turn is when we get to Lolo Rito, which is the next bit. Uh-huh. I So, okay. Godbert makes some good points. We're like, okay, we should go talk to some of the merchants to understand more about the business side of things. So we're like, hey, who's we know who like who's good in that stuff? We'll go we'll go talk to Hancock overseas in Kugane. Yeah. Hancock is immediately like, Hey, Lola Rita's your guy. I'll set up a meeting back in Ulda. So we teleport we're like, back no, across. Please, the- God. <laughs> this meeting could have been a lightning aspect of the theoric letter. Okay. <laughs> we're back. I don't know. We got one good moment out of it. We set up that meeting um, in in the Waking Sands, but we are thankfully teleported there. <laughs> yes, yeah. We don't. We do not have to walk, pray return. We just have to. We just get there immediately. Teleport and we start this cutscene. Um, 
Lolorito uh, is just met with us. She doesn't know that Nanamo's there yet. So Hancock says, sets up a meeting with us and Lolorito, and Lolorito's like, oh, fine, I guess. He shows up, and he, he makes some sly remark about, like, well, this certainly hasn't had anything to do with any assassinations, does it? <laughs> Nanamo walks up out of a fucking corner and is wearing the exact same mask. The exact same mask. It's really good. <laughs> and she's like, Hi! <laughs> And they just stare at each other. And then and he's, he's like, like oh, you made your point. Fine, okay, I get fine. it. And so they both take off their masks. Okay. we get to see Lolorito's soulless, empty eyes. Okay. So I need to talk about this. Here we so go. The, um, yep. There are real world parallels here that I think are relevant to discuss. Okay. So the plan that Lolorito has is basically to invest a lot of capital in the development of the salt flats in Alamigo in exchange for basically, like, you know, a return on the profit indefinitely. Yeah. This is very reminiscent of an actual process that happens a lot to the 20th century and continuing to the present century, wherein a lot of large, financially powerful countries and stuff mm-hmm. basically took advantage of smaller countries that were emerging from colonialism and, and like, you know, oppression and such like yeah. that, and set them up to be really financially dependent or like, basically like... This is what the IMF does, IMF, International Monetary saying, Fund. IMF, right? It's just like France very infamously did this a lot with like its former colonies like Haiti and I think Vietnam. Republic of the Congo. Like a lot of parallels to real world exploitation. Like the reason why Africa is still very poor despite having so many resources yeah. is because of a lot of these very bad deals that were set up on bad terms. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the game, like, I, I, I'm waiting for this to be subverted. It's possible. Lolorito mm-hmm. sucks. We all know Lolorito sucks. Yeah. I'm waiting for the turn two patches from now where it turns out he's a shit eater and, like, we realize that this is a bad deal, maybe? Well, they kind maybe. of, they kind of, um, they kind of combat it. And this, this is, um, once we re- relay the, the details of the plan, they kind of combat by saying, well, actually, we don't. That's giving him way too much power, right? Yes. They, they, like, Alfino and Arnvald are like, well, good thing we found this giant fucking fortune. We could just do it ourselves. We could take a little bit of it and arrange a smaller, a smaller profit. I'm hoping they're right. Yeah. I, I'm hoping they're right, and I'm hoping that they have more of a handle on it than he does, because Lil Dorito is a uh, devious oh, yeah, no. motherfucker. Yeah, no, he wants... And- a little more control i i'm hoping they're right because the alternative is that the newly sort of like you know rebuilding itself alamigo finds itself basically perpetually indebted to ulda and the syndicate yeah. and has to sort of continue sending profit overseas forever which would be would not suck. great no that would suck um the good news is that they do have actually now quite a bit of capital to leverage. yes with, with this treasure they just found yeah with this huge huge reserve Huge bank reserve. But there's just, there's this bit where like both me, both my character and the Namo are just like smiling and nodding to like this whole pitch being given. And I'm just behind the screen going like, what are you, ah, what are we doing here? Should we like get permission from the Alamicans on this deal? And we do. Like we, we go and we like, we, we talk to them and stuff, but just everyone's enthusiasm for this deal is a bit unwarranted. Okay. I'm not going to keep harping on it because this also ends up being wrapped up fairly quick in terms yeah, of like the next quest is securing stuff, the saltery where we just go back. Deal. We go back. We deal with, um, Whiskar, the resolute civil, not resolute. No, what's it? Suspicious something civilian, whatever the blue haired kid. Um, we do some goofy stuff where we'd like zoom in on some monsters to identify their weak points so he can patrol 
them. Yeah, we need to clear monsters out of the saltery so they can begin redevelopment. I just told him to hit it really hard, and he was just, <laughs> he was a successful, but he was always really tired at the end of the cutscene, <laughs> and it was very funny. I gave him good advice. I did not. I was like, screw this. This is stupid. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. We just we do it for a few different monsters. But they they just secure the saltery so that they can actually execute on this plan without there being monsters. It. Yeah. Around. Okay. Okay. Uh, a blissful arrival. Next quest. Yes. We go back. Um. We we talk to Raban. We give him the details of the plan, and they're like, or yeah, I don't know. We price, we catch him up, but he tells us that while they were rounding up, uh, dorks at cast at the Castra, the 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 space needle they found um crystal braves they found a couple they found yuyahase and laurentius who are apprehended and uh we basically get to kind of decide their fate as to whether or not he, we recommend that they get executed or uh, tried and imprisoned I, d- I said we should like not execute i them. also said them yeah because i'm just like no there's a lot of capital punishment talk in this expansion there there is it's like a lot and you have to continue to say no and Raban's like Psh, i'd kill him and i was like yeah we know you would <laughs> you fucking glad, thank you for you asking fucking us killed Teleji. this is why we i'm glad you asked us okay um but but then that just kind of gets swept under the rug and we never talk about it again yeah and then he talks a bit about which being is torn. fine i didn't want to yeah. see them anymore and he talks a bit about being torn between returning to ulda and serving sultana versus wanting to stay here and it's like, you know, he's like, part of him wants to stay, but he's pledged her his blade. Oh, what will he do? Oh, no. Oh, no. We know the answer to this, which is he's going to stay here, but we'll get there. Right. Um, so, uh, Raban blames himself kind of for not being more vocal about also this part. He, that part, he yeah. about more being vocal about the the liberation of Alamigo. And uh, I don't know. My, my note here is that's dumb. Stupid. Don't blame yourself when other people commit mass murders. <sighs> <laughs> If that ever comes up in your life don't blame yourself hopefully lesson he'll learn mm-hmm. okay let's go back to lease and uh, another note here i have is why are there snakes <laughs> yeah those snake people are here <laughs> some of the ananta who summoned the uh the primal the blue ones yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They, they insist on being part of this council that lisa's putting together well, we invited them we yeah. expected it not to be returned but they're there um we we try to say okay cool well no crystals and no weapons and they're like you guys oppressed us we're gonna keep our weapons and the guards are like oh we couldn't possibly take their weapons away <laughs> and we're like I all work- right i guess okay that's just gonna be fine i'm sure yeah tempered Re- tempered people are totally welcome return of the bulls next quest raban yeah. is naturally suspicious of all of that so he's like okay scions should be in well, there yeah, watching I mean, just in case yes and then a couple on the outside, just in case mm-hmm. they want to just send some more people in. Okay. And Lise addresses all the representatives. She's like, got them all there. All the folks from all around Alamigo. They're in the mm-hmm. big throne room. And she's like, what do you notice in this room? And everyone looks around like, the the dank, what? Deke, <laughs> the, the, the rocks? And she's like, no, I, I, I noticed the empty throne. I noticed it kind of smelled funny. Did Zeno's fart a lot? No, it's the throne. Look at the throne. And she's like, does anyone else want to take it? <laughs> I noticed that there was a lot of natural lighting. It's kind of nice. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> does anyone else want to take the throne? No, no one wants to take the throne. Good. All right. We're going to sit do. here. We're going to sit. I this want way. it. Give me the throne. <laughs> okay. Well, the rest no, of Jesse. The rest of kicks us Jesse gonna, in the head. <laughs> the rest of us are going to sit here in a circle on the ground. I'm trying to do a bit. On our pod- comedy podcast. <laughs> fucking Montessori style, okay? We're all going to sit down and we're going to fucking t- t- add up some shapes with Play triangles. with me! <laughs> Lord! Uh, fine. No, yes, so we, we circle up. 
basically, on the hard floor. And um, we parlay. We collaborate. How's everyone feel about a republic? Everyone's like, republic sounds good. Yeah, republic sounds good. You you cool? You cool, Ragenfred? Yeah, then- Ragenfred. Yeah, Ragenfred's down. Ragenfred talks in the third person. And our snake girl stands up and is like, How about you, blue snake girl? We do not believe in democracy. The only thing that oh, we God, care about sovereign citizen. is the worship of our snake god. She whispers it. She says she does it in an ASMR voice. <laughs> we must all worship Sri Lakshmi. Sri Lakshmi. And then she begins primal summoning from secret crystals hidden in the water. And then Raban stabs her before she can fin- or while she's finishing the summoning, and everyone else starts to flee, but Sri Lakshmi shows back up and blasts everyone with some sick energy that I shield everyone from. Yes, and Arnvald. And Arnvald. Yes, we team together, and it's like, ah, man. So we try to run out, and then the guards were with it. The guards were also tempered somehow. Man, you know, like that bit, I don't when? follow. When? When were they tempered? <laughs> we have to just keep moving on At this At what point did those people... <laughs> We cannot get hung up on this. Oh God, it's 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 so camp, but I I do love this. I love this. It's so fucking. It's funny. a good fight. It's got really good music. Yeah, God, yes. We needed more Lakshmi because that was just kind of a weird bump in the log. I'm so glad she's back. But yeah, okay. Uh, the guards. We have to deal with the temper guards too. So two of us stopping the primal kind of isn't good enough. While they deal with these things, but Lise in the middle of the fight gets an idea. So she jumps over the guard's spear and runs off. And we're like, okay, cool. Well, and then we. I wonder continue- why she didn't tell us. And then Lakshmi is trying to temper all of the delegates by firing orbs at them. Mm-hmm. Lots of orbs, which delicious we have to blue candy intersect with and like deflect. Gotta and there's oh my god, candy. there's so many orbs. There's a lot. It's a lot of beads. It's fucking Mardi Gras up in this bitch. I will say when I beat this for the f- when I beat this on my first try on my second try, I did have it on the easy mode, and I think the radius on the ability to dis- to like um oh. block the orbs gets wider because it was much much easier. Oh god, I should have done that. No, no actual difficulty. I should just do this. And then for like we're, we are trying to like fight her off. It's we're getting overwhelmed. Yeah. And then who should rush in? It's Fordola. It's the Lady Fordola. She's back, and her eyes are red, and she's like, "What do it? Do you want to kill this thing or not?" So, yes, now we have a little bit m- more um, Mardi Gras. Be- She's, oh, man. Yes. And then we hold, and then we continue fighting against Lakshmi, and the fight just gets insanely chaotic. Mm. And then we beat her, and she explodes into confetti. <laughs> Perfect. Perfectly timed iPad drop. <laughs> Bam! She falls over. Yes. Um, we, d- we, beat, we beat the snake ladies' gods again, and, then, and they are no longer invited to the cookout. <laughs> nope. They do not get to sit the, on the council anymore. Absolutely not. Well, a uh, couple of um, uh, so cutscene, kind of a good cutscene here. Fordella kind of is just like, well, all right, that's done, and just tries to push through back, and they're like, oh my god, it's her, it's the fucking butcher, and Raganfred, who's if you've forgotten, he is the elder of the first village we kind of came to, or the second. Oh village? yeah, the second, yeah, 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 first him. village kind of came to. And he's like, I, by the way, don't forgive you. You are awful, um, but I will thank you, and I will thank you for having fought on behalf of Alamigo today. And for it, oh, it was like, shut up! <laughs> she does drop she one drops tear, one single tear, and runs back to herself. <sighs> it's a good moment um, because, yeah, that makes sense because that's really all she wanted. She mm-hmm. wanted to fight for her nation, and um, she wasn't really given any. Like she, she never had the chance to do so. No, and she took like what chances she thought she had and twisted herself in knots, kind mm-hmm. of like trying trying to further drive herself into cognitive dissonance, basically. Yeah, basically. 
Um, then there's a uh, scene here in afterwards, kind of at night, between where we're talking to Rabban, and he's like, "All right, I guess I gotta go back." Well, then, there is one thing oh. here where Elise again says that, like, oh. she's like beating herself up a bit, and she's like, "I just want to make a uh, Nala Migo, oh, yeah, where people can set aside their old grievances and forge forward together." And I'm like, "Lise, it's a good sentiment. It's been like four days. <laughs> people do need to like figure <laughs> out how to work at, through the fact that like weeks. this was like a really like that a lot of like." messed up stuff was happening and they need to process it and figure out how to like Mm -hmm. reconnect with their neighbors and deal with the folks who for various reasons maybe like worked with the girl like like just like it it's going to take time when you have to confront it directly well in real life it was six months Uh, yeah okay (laughs) because three between 4.0 and 4.1 six months okay not really not really you know, um, but anyway, yes, you said we, we go to the menagerie and yes, Raban is there and they're doing it. He says like, hey, they finished their meeting. They're going to do House of Commons just like Ishgard. Not quite because they only do House of Commons. You're, they don't do a House of Lords. You're right. Which is, which is better. Yeah. yeah. God fucking Christ. Figure it out. Um, great. Yes, they do that. Um, and it's emotional because he's like, all right, yeah, we're going to do a House of Commons. And then I guess I'm going to go back to Old Dawn. I'm really, really excited to do that. Definitely See you thrilled. Later. So he sends us away. And then um, and then we actually run into Nanamo, who kind of gives us a sly wink and walks up to him. And he's like, did you forget something? As if Nanamo's footsteps sound exactly like a tall. <laughs> it's just like night and day. It's like, did you forget something? And are you also tiptoeing back weirdly? <laughs> He's like, in like, heels, and he looks around. He's like, he's shocked. He's like, what? You're here. He looks around, doesn't see anyone. Looks down. <laughs> looks down. He's like, what? You're not tall. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's actually a very emotional scene where Nana was like, "You're a dummy, uh, and you lied to me about what you you're, you've been lying to me this whole time, and also you're off the syndicate." Yeah, like we, <laughs> you're fired because you belong here, and I love you, and you're my best friend, and fucking stop pretending like you're okay coming back to Ulda. You clearly want to stay here. Yes, and he's like, okay, cool, thanks. And like, and he, she's crying now, and he like finally accepts, like you know, that this is going to be like where they part, at least like in their old relationship, mm. and and they bid each other well, and then that's when we cut. Out, a couple so, of cuts at the yeah. end. This is the end of 3.1. 4.1. Damn it. Yeah. First cut is to Yos- Yotsuyu and Gosetsu at the market. Yotsuyu well, is in, um, she's in civilian clothes with a big hat covering her identity. Yeah. And she's eating some tasty dangle. She is. Um, and and she like, seems nice now. And I want to read you a note that I swear I wrote in real time, which was, she offers him some dango. She seems nice now. Oh, no. Does she have amnesia? <laughs> Uh, they offer. They then decide to head back to, because they then resolve to head back to Doma. So they get a boat for the Ruby Sea, um, and then they they off they go. And then another cut to the uh, Imperial capital, where some soldiers are talking about the death of Zenos. And then they're like, Psh, "Whatever, I saw Zenos walking around like a day ago, yesterday. What? Yeah, he's fine." And they're like, "Yeah, I, what? That's weird." And they're like, "Yeah, okay, that's just." That's just propaganda. If they think they think Xenos is dead, then show us his corpse. Uh, and then then we cut to some person. Oh, 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 oh! I am 
Okay, you connected, okay. You look like you connected a dot just now. I have a called shot on something we're going to get to at the end of this episode that okay. I thought was one thing but might be a different in a way that would make oh, this yeah. better for me. Because I wanted him to actually be dead, but mm-hmm. it might be that he's actually not. But act, we'll, we'll get there. Okay, we're going to get there. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Uh, and then there's a person in a white glove who like clenches his fist in, in the foreground. But we don't see who that is. Yeah. That's yep. weird. Okay. 4.2. Oh, in a white glove. Oh, okay. Dot other, other dot connected. Yep. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> Three point two tidings from the east. Four point two. Fuck! You... <laughs> I'm never gonna get it right. How do you keep doing this? Shut up. That's how. <laughs> okay. Four point two. Lise has news. Uh, the resistance is now the official standing army. Raban is now in charge of the actual, like you know, like operations of the city of. Alamigo and the Kualana have made the comatose half dead daughter of the previous leader. Oh, yeah, leader. yeah, yeah. She's the she was the she's the heir to the throne. So they're, they're okay. kind of in disarray. Yeah, the okay. Kaliana are kind of fucked right now. <laughs> okay. And then all of a sudden, hey, news from Hancock over in Kugane. We're, we're needed urgently. And Elise is fine from her wounds now. I mean, it's been a year. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Ekogane so, in the bazaar. We meet up with Tataru, Hancock, Yugiri, and Soroban. What's with the latter two? Soroban is just there uh, as a coincidence. For other reasons. For other reasons that are not going to get covered in the MSQ. Yeah. And apparently a bunch of Garlean soldiers have shown up at the embassy, which is weird because there's no one important around. Mm-hmm. And they're here to investigate rumors of Yatsu being sighted around town with what sounds like Gosetsu. That sounds dumb. She's dead. She's totally dead. She got that slashed. Improbable. And then, and then also a castle fell on her. And we're like, okay, look, if the Empire's looking into it, we should at least look into it also. Yeah. And Hancock is like, hey, I I bought an informant. We should go get you could go meet them. Yeah, like that's weird. He said, yeah, Hancock also says, yeah, that was what I thought. That is weird and stupid. But it turns out she's tra- also traveling with a large rogue and samurai. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh, that's makes, two really weird things. Which makes the odds a lot better. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, we also, so there's a large detachment of soldiers being dispatched to Kugane, uh, that, like, right, well, we covered this, I went backwards, my bad. Um, we go meet the finest informant that money can buy, um, he was intentionally very vague about that, which is not a good sign, uh, definitely, definitely going to be somebody that we've crossed paths with that we don't like. It's Gyodo, our catfish our boy. catfish boy. He tells us kind of what we already know. Um, but he does it finally. But we also learned that Gosetsu, he observed Gosetsu, or the large rugged and samurai, pawning his sword. So we go split up and search the markets. Which, it turns out this town is lousy with pawnbrokers. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like four of them in like two blocks. <laughs> yeah. It is. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of pawning happening. Okay, so, so so we find the one with the katana. That we find the one with the katana, and Yugiri identifies it. It's definitely Gosetsu's, and she like wants to buy it back, but she can't really afford Are it. Are there? Um, yeah. Speaking, I'm thinking of. Um, did you play? This is a total side tangent, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I think it's very funny. Did you play the Great Ace Attorney? Chronicles, or I, did you watch me stream? I it? watched you stream most of it. Remember the pot? Remember how like everyone. Like they, the one of their plot points was that like everyone had a pawnbroker. I remember there being a lot of and that. That's just like how people like stored all their goods. Maybe this is kind of the same thing. I, I, well, it makes me wonder if like that game was so good. 
it makes like it, the, obviously there's there might be something like historical going there might on be here something in terms historically of like, accurate going like yeah for like maybe a century or two ago or this two centuries era ago. of japan slash southeast asia it's korea yeah korea <laughs> you're right korea here yeah mm-hmm. possibly makes me wonder if like that was like like that that like commercial role had like a historical like importance yeah like, it could mm-hmm. be it could be. I feel like it would be it would be we'd remiss of us to pass judgment on this on this environment. You're right. Um, but anyway, I'm like, um, yeah. We we do see Gosetsu's blade currently currently on sale because the re mm-hmm. take rebate. What's it called? Is it re, not rebate? Is it rebate? What's that window called where you where you like can't? It's past. It, it's past it. it. Like it's past like the window where like Gosetsu could like come back and be certain that it would still be there. Now yeah. it's up for sale. Yeah. And, and like Yugiri wants to buy it, but she doesn't. She, she can afford it. And Alphano, God bless him. Alphano just. Well, we offer to buy it too, and she's yes. like, no, that's no. And then Alphano, right in front of the broker, who has not at this point told us any kind of price, is just like, don't worry about it. Our organization will pay for it. <laughs> yeah, I guess they will, Alphano. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, no, here's the papers. Sign away. And I'm sure, and I'm sure that broker is like scrambling, like it's like adding like two extra zeros to the end of the price. <laughs> for sure, <laughs> for sure, he did, and good for him. <laughs> okay, but whatever. We, we 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 buy the sword, and then, which I I thought I was just noticing that this was a foolish thing, and then immediately, immediately was like, like, "You did what?" <laughs> You, you, spent you bought it. How much at of our money? Asking price. Chotaro <laughs> <laughs> was, in fact, not fine with it. But whatever, it's done now. <laughs> okay, whatever. Apparently, the samurai and his companion went to get some dango. So we go talk to the dango merchant. Yes, they did tell us that. Yeah, he, the pawnbroker overheard Yasuyu talking about candy. <laughs> and then we go to the Donker merchant. They're like, well, they were looking for a boat to Doma, and we're like, okay, we'll go to the piers. Okay, great. Uh, we uh, and we talk to Sorban, who happens to be there, and we're like, yeah, g- give us that boat again, boat, boat turtle. Yeah, Sorban's got a boat. He's got a boat. And we're going to use it. Um, but as soon as we get there, we find out that the Garleans are attacking the Confederacy. Why? That's convenient. Oh, probably know why. Uh, so you must be here. They're looking for someone. They're looking yeah. for someone. Mm-hmm. Alfino and Yugiri rush to the island. I'll get to the details in a moment while Alice <laughs> and Saraban wait behind to kind of escort the boat. Uh, like Alice can escort the boat that they're going to need once they get Yotsuyu. Um, and in the middle of this really, really <laughs> serious war scene, it's so Alfie, good. Uh, the, uh, Alice says like, are you, you're, you're going to rush ahead in the Ruby sea. We all know how this is going to turn out. And Alfie says, so, and Alfino says, don't worry. I've been practicing. My He's swim. been learning to swim. <laughs> He's been learning, and as as the gunfire as gunshots <laughs> run into the background, Alfino clumsily runs up to the dock, uh, sort of does a belly flop off the edge, and goes. <laughs> it's so good. We get like an unbroken shot of him like running along the pier and then just flopping himself <laughs> off. That's and a screams. huge splat, just like a. <laughs> and then you, Gary, looks at us and says, "Come." And then that's the end of the cutscene. That's, that's so funny. Oh, okay, okay. One, it's just a one-two punch of yeah. Okay. Come. Actual serious <laughs> note here, though. 
The fact that Alice wants to come and Alphano won't let her because he's being really overprotective because of how she just got injured yes. is like, I'm like, extremely good <laughs> character conflict building. I want that to come to a head. I want Alice to like finally lose it and be like, stop trying to protect me. I'm fine. Hmm. And like, I want more of this with the Scions in general. Yeah. I want the Scions to to have yeah. arguments about things that matter to them. Yeah. I'm hoping this is building to a bit of like, a, it's going to come to a head. Yeah, these twins, these twins, way better than some twins in another game I've been playing recently. <laughs> Fucking Calypso, we're the Calypso twins. If Ally says like, okay, but whatever, I've got 500,000 more followers. <laughs> on my link shell i'm gonna fucking uninstall my immersion would be broken (laughs) my deep immersion in this game would be shattered i will delete this podcast (laughs) okay anyway we get to the other shore we fight a bunch of garleans love the twins like uh quivering gatsu watches while gosetsu is protecting her And then, like, you know, we arrive in time, we fight a fuck ton of garleans gatsu yuck gatsu what that's the ship name (laughs) Gosetsu doubles over in pain. I wonder from what. Maybe he might have been shot. Um, And we we run in just in the nick of time to protect them. And then there's a solo duty where that takes way too long. There's just like so many Garlean mechs. He's just like, God, oh, bore it, whatever. For the first part, and then I don't know. I also was too big, like. For the first part, I kind of helped out, and then in the second part, I was too busy kind of taking notes on the prior cutscene, and I had auto text advanced, and then it just kind of like ended without me. I was like, "Oh, okay, thanks, <laughs> cool, all right." I'm sure, it was nothing. Um, we rescue, we end up rescuing them, but she's Yotsuyu is for the first time in our eyes very demonstrably troubled and childlike and weird. <laughs> And it's because she does have amnesia. She has kind of this retrograde amnesia, and she's reverted to this sort of childlike state. Okay, I I don't like this choice, but I'm going to save the explanation for a couple quests from now. But like, just okay, sure, fine. She has amnesia, mm-hmm. and so the, and like, Gosetsu shares the story in which basically, like, you know, as the ceiling came down on them, the floor also collapsed underneath them. Yeah, and they sense. kind of like washed on a raft onto a desert island. And um, like, and Yatsu appears to have no memories and kind of like you know has the mind of a child now. Yugiri immediately calls bullshit on this, and Gosetsu's like, "No, I thought so too." Just, but like, yeah, this y- appears to be the will of the kami. Yugiri, this throughout this whole patch is just exemplary and correct. Yes, Yugiri is very smart. <laughs> oh God, what a good character! Gosetsu and- throughout this patch, I'm not a fan. We'll get into it. Well, and he wants to basically like to to him to bring Yatsuyu and himself to Lord Heen and kind of present themselves for judgment. I guess so. That's I guess so. He he said he was tempted to cut her down in and there, and I'm like, man, I guess capital punishment. But also, no one would have known. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, anyway. Um, anyway, we go to the docks again. Hyun is pretty pleased uh, to see his former friend yeah. and mentor. This is elation and trepidation. Um, next but, quest. Yeah, yeah, but but things are complicated now. Mm-hmm. Cool. And some of the guards, as we brought Yotsuyu in, kind of ran off. That's weird. We should check him out. Yeah. Yes. Hey, one of them was like, "Fucking no, I don't want to be around here. I hate. She killed my fucking family or whatever." And he's like, "Yeah, okay, that makes sense." The other one was like, "Uh, yeah, he got me. I was her pimp." 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my, oh my god. Oh my. God. Okay, so a couple things here. So, so yeah. So like, okay, we have a problem with the Atsu. The Garleans are clearly looking for her because she has a lot of state secrets in her head. So they're not going to stop looking for her. So what do we, what do, we do with this woman? Yeah. Who like we now have custody of? Who the Empire wants? And also, why did the guard who was like responsible for guarding her just run off? And we track him down. And like in like the Imperial era, Yatsuyu's father sold him to sold her to he his was brothel. A sex trafficker. Yeah. And now he's in the Doman Liberation Front, and he's like his only like. So they're like his only. This is this is the worst. I think this, this is, is one of the worst quests in the game. Um, none of us seem to react with the appropriate gravity. Only Yugiri. Only Yugiri. Yugiri is deferential, but she um, is deferential to those of authority. Uh, but she uh, maintains her composure. But ultimately, what what happens to this man is that he gets changed post. Which some parallels yeah. in real life? Yeah, seriously. Not, I don't. We don't need to. Say, if you know, you know, right? But, you don't need to say any more about um, certain members of any organizations uh, abusing children, and then their punishment is getting changed to a different post. That's just how it goes. That's how it fucking goes, right? That's how it fucking goes. I guess it, it's congruent, but also, is this really a necessary evil? I feel like this person should be tried for sex trafficking. Yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think that should have been allowed. I think uh, that is um, treasonous. Again, like a lot of this stuff has to be reckoned with now. You can't just sweep it under the rug but and he, be like, "Oh, it's the and past." Remember when in the do- castle was collapsing or like about to collapse, and Yatsuyu was regaling Hien with how much of a fucking victim she was, and then Hien said he'd remember her her words. Well, seems to fucking forget it pretty quick. Exactly. Yeah. Like he, he <laughs> because says, what he does. Uh, it's not he, my job to judge this guy for his actions. Yes, and it is. It's like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> You're the head of state. There is no Supreme Court here. This is kind of this kind of is on you. But but you're right because He's the head of the military and this guy's in your fucking charge. But but you're right because Gusetsu's attitude to this seems to kind of be like, oh, it seems very complicated. And as he walks off with this guy, Yugiri looks Yugiri's after like, him and is like, who are you actually protecting here? Which like, boy, I hope that comes back up. That that implies a a confrontation down the road that could be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Hien says something like, "I would not presume to defend the life." Jihuya, uh, the pimp, led before he joined the front. I don't. Even, is that a not okay word to say? I don't know. I, I don't know. Like it, he's it, a he's a sex slaver. He's yeah, an awful person. Nor will I condemn it. Well, you fucking should. Frankly, it's not my place to judge. Yes, it is. I will only say this: the Jihuya I know has ever oh, ever been a man of courage. Uh, even uh, even 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 if you want to give the most sort of like charitable interpretation which is that under the imperial occupation stuff was really hard for a lot of people and people did things they weren't proud of even if you want to go that far and give that much credit everyone needs to talk about how transformative and traumatizing this whole process has been and figure out like how to actually look at these things and work through them we can't just sweep this under the rug it's also uh uh, the way he spins it here, this next line is really what pisses me off. That he should feel driven to flee bespeaks the depth of his terror, uh, right? Even now, Yatsuyu casts a shadow over the many things were Yatsuyu's fault, but this particular thing was not her fault. Really not her fault. <laughs> you are making this about, this is not her, like, she, this was, this is your, this is your family's doing. <laughs> like, your head, your state was, allowed this to happen yeah, sure, under fucking imperial 
presence, but like that you weren't necessarily stopping. This. Like this, this could reflect. Like I, I like know. I like Hean a lot. This reflects pretty poorly on him. I don't. And I, it, this, yeah, this this whole chapter is so fucking. Fuck this. It's it's uh, it's it's. it's Brutal, but it is congruous with how, like, I think it had they spun it in such a way that, like, yeah, this fucking sucks, but we absolutely cannot have this right now, right? <laughs> yeah. We cannot have this, our, this, we do have to sweep this under the rug. Like, rather than he and trying to pr- pretend that he's some sort of fucking, like, oh, I'm no arbiter, he's like, fuck. We do have to deal with this, but we can't deal with this right now. It's just like like if the game isn't prepared to go in on this stuff, yeah. then don't touch don't it. Even, you don't. Good. good why good is this yeah. quest in here? This is yeah. This this is um an infuriating series of quests. Um, but it's about to get worse. <laughs> okay, it's about to get even more annoying. God no, we get news of an imperial airship coming in. Yes. Okay. And he uh, and a like student of Doman history who yeah, wants to, which we can tell because the airship is flying in and it's like flying like it's like shooting out like traditional Doman smoke signals of peace. Which like okay, hey, well that's we should probably talk to them at least. Yeah. Okay. Um. So they land. We meet them. Um. And uh, we are met with uh an Elizan Garlian uh different person there uh and a little Huron boy in black hair and white clothes yeah and the way he introduces himself he goes well if it isn't <laughs> the lord of doma come to greet me i did not expect such truly an uncanny impression i'm, I'm obviously doing the uh, most the, the using my utmost talent to perfectly replicate Asahi's voice. So, yeah, and so this is I Asahi. really want to give, yeah, his name is Asahi. He has a bowl cut, which I appreciate. He, he is actually, I, I, actually a very well acted character. <laughs> He's really because, good. like, yeah, you hate his guts <laughs> immediately. I did. I hated his guts immediately. I found him fascinating because I was like, this guy is lying, but about what? He's definitely lying about everything. <laughs> okay. But what like, he, what he, we find out later. But he belongs to, he explains himself. He says he belongs to a faction of Garlean citizens called the Populares. Oh, oh, we're the Popularis, and we want to end the provincial policies to, you know, stop occupying places and push through reforms and make the guardian empire more populist basically and apparently this is approved by the emperor himself because he wants to negotiate peace with doma yeah and at this point i'm like okay finally mm. finally finally the empire has like engaged in diplomacy with anyone yeah like <laughs> okay fair. at least we're like talking now my initial thoughts were uh no thanks <laughs> <laughs> no, I would prefer we didn't. Okay. Oh, I just but... want to keep fighting you. I hate you. Anyway, anyway, we go to the Enclave for negotiations, which is fully built out now. The Doman Enclave, cool place now. Yes. And also, you, I think, have access to start donating weekly and it's a mm. side quest to actually keep building it out. Oh, cool. Okay. I'm um, doing that. So you can do that. Uh, anyway, I. Uh, you get some cool cosmetic stuff. There, there is a bit here where Heen is like, okay, we're, I'm, we're having a state dinner. Uh, I'll be there. This new guy's going to be there. We want you there to represent that Eorzea stands behind Doma. And I'm like, does Eorzea stand behind Doma? I, like, the, the Eorzean leaders were behind the Alamekan stuff. Have we talked with them about making sure that we're also prepared to, like, put our weight behind Doman independence, too? I just... 
I don't know. kind of assumed. I <laughs> I am not an Eorzean official. I am part of the Scions of the Seventh Dawn. The Scions can help you. Okay, the sci- sure, we, we're here as part of the Scions, but I'm like, I don't know that we asked Kani Sena if she's down to like yeah. send Eorzean troops over to Doma if need be. <laughs> we'll see about, excuse me, we'll see about that one. Anyway, we settle down for negotiations, and Asai is certainly a eloquent and... Oh God, how do I pronounce this word? I knew the word in my head and I wrote it I, out. I but don't see your notes. Obsequ- obsequious? Obsequious, yes. yes he's very obsequious. God, he's extremely obsequious. This obsequious ivory bitch. Yeah, and <laughs> and again, Heen, very smart here. He looks is- like a fucking felt tip marker. <laughs> Heen, out of the gate, very smart, just immediately jumps to the chase of like, look, hey, peace negotiations happen between sovereign nations. Does that mean the Empire recognizes us as a sovereign nation? I'm like, Lise could never. Lise could never operate. <laughs> Drag her. <laughs> and Asa, he's like, well, not yet, but we're going to discuss it. The Empire has really been expanding since the era of Solus, whose goal was to rid the world of icons. Varus is willing to explore an alliance to combat this common threat. If you renounce summering and police the Kojin and make sure they don't summon, the Empire will extend the hand of friendship. They will see Doma as if they own it. And I'm like... <laughs> Wait, is that it? That's the only term? Yes, absolutely. Done. Take this deal. Easy yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we want to move back. Okay, great. Uh, well, I mean, here's the problem, though, is that... Uh, and Key encounters with, okay, well, they only summon icons under extreme conflict. And the only the ones, last I checked, people causing conflict in the Ruby Sea are the Garleans, as of yesterday. <laughs> and also he's like, ah, oh, you got me. Okay, yeah, that's our bad. Asahi kind of conveniently says, apologizes, but that's all he can do because it's the other faction, right? The Optimates, they're kind of interested in only pure-blood Garleans. They don't care about the other people they see as everyone else as beneath them. And yes, they, if, if they were to get their way, then yes, the icons would be summoned and we want to stop them from doing that, right? Yeah. And, it- then, and then he encounters again with, okay, but then like, What's your plan for actually making sure that they don't do that? Because it seems like you're not. If there's an internal fight in Garlemald, then mm-hmm. like, how can we make sure that like any peace treaty we sign with you will be respected by them? Mm-hmm. And like at this point, also, I was like, oh, okay. The reason this deal is so sweet is because like this is just some kind of pawn in some internal power struggle. Like you know, like maybe that is the case or not. Yeah. We'll see by the end. But my interpretation right yeah, now, yeah, he's is like, like, okay, well, like if we are able to peaceably get a really important figure back then everyone is going to start listening everyone in the empire is going to start listening to us yes i guess yeah i mean and also we don't have to deal with this fucking stupid amnesiac tyrant yeah 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 so uh, yeah what what asahi proposes is like okay as a sign of trust we'll do prisoner exchange we'll give over the captured domains you'll give over the captured imperials including not so you and like Okay, at, at this point, what I'm going to say here is that, like, this is where I really felt like I would enjoy this more if she didn't have amnesia. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the, the version of this in which, like, I don't know, maybe she has all her memories, but she and Gosetsu spent, like, months talking on that island, and, like, she's trying to figure out what her place in this new world is, and then we have to figure out, like, oh, does she want to go back to Garlean? talking or, like, on like, that island. That one of them would have been dead or, in two seconds. Like, yeah. 
I don't think I think I think the amnesia was actually necessary in this case. Like, I, what reason would Gosetsu have to not kill Yotsuyu on the spot? Uh, did his hand was stayed by like a moment. Nope. Of, okay. 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 There's I just, no way. I I think this. I think the story that's happening here with the play back and forth about hand her over, don't hand her over. I think it could have been more interesting if she got to be an active agent in it as opposed. to Oh yeah, they did amnesia. absolutely take her agency away. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the fact that like the like that's I, that's I agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the, your proposed solution is correct, but I, I do believe that um, what they should have done was have them um, be on separate islands or something. Or I something, sure. Yeah, like, and then Yotsuyu is ends up just being a fucking surprise captured refugee mm-hmm. <laughs> or something. Like, shit. Like the Kojin finder. Well, you know? And then, then she's held captive by turtle people. How much would she hate that? <laughs> What and, and I think it would have been cool if we got a chance to like have her be just even a slightly different person now than she mm-hmm. was when the when the castle fell down. Like just be like, oh, like maybe like maybe she's not a she's not a good person now. She certainly like hasn't atoned for anything. But like no. just, just like I don't know. Maybe, if you're right, if she's on an island by herself, give her like a few months to just like stew on her life and how she got to this point, and then make the question of whether or not she wants to go back to the Garlean Empire or stay here and figure other stuff out, like something that she's it, involved yeah. in. Yeah, to- totally. Anyway, kind of like what is doing. Exactly, but we don't. Which, like, to their credit, though, this would have been real. That would have been kind of boring to do twice. Yeah, it, it would have been <laughs> rep- repetitive. Like. This kind of becomes like sort of like a. It reminds me of almost like a Star Trek episode or something where like you take like a framework for some diplomatic conflict and then you throw in some like outside conflict in the X Factor. Like, what if one of the main parties had amnesia? How would that complicate the morality of your decision, Captain Picard? They're trying to. They have to continue this. The differentiation again from Izel. Yeah. um, Who had that moment of reckoning actually quite soon in the MSQ as opposed to these two. Yeah. Um they're they're stringing that along much later um for 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 them. Um in the case of Yatsuyu not even until we'll see if she even gets that chance that agency back. Uh but right now no she has been kind of stripped of all that and is kind of a victim of circumstance. Um and it's just it it just is weird. It's a weird trope. Um, I, I will say, like, I mean, I feel bad for her, oh, but if yeah. the trade is her for countless imprisoned domains, that that's oh easy. The needs of the Not many close. outweigh the needs of the few. Not I'm close. sorry. <laughs> Immediately, I'd be like, "Yep, so, let's do this," and it doesn't really take long for us to get there. Uh, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, got it. Okay, um, his forgotten be... home is next quest. Yeah, let's go escort Azahi around town while he's in there. And I tried to say no. <laughs> How did that go? LSA was like, "Come, you're you're not doing anything else," and I was like, "I could be like fucking crafting or something." <laughs> There's a retainer bell here. You don't know my life. Okay. But no, so, she guilts us into it. So we're showing Asahi and Yugiri basically around the sort of Doma. And he's like, he seems to be genuinely like regretful of like all the he's damage that Yatsuyu caused. He's saying a lot of things. He's giving us a lot of lip service here. He, he is. He makes a good point, which was like, oh, man, the way that she like ruled us with an iron fist just made the inevitable result revolt that much more likely. And it's like... Yeah, she was not a good governor. No, and all, but also like, where was this before you yeah. guys were on the back foot? Right, it, this very is convenient. so. Dis- this is so. It's like super disingenuous. Very convenient. Um, uh, yeah, he just kind of laments, and then we encounter we 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 as we head our way back, we hear a villager scream, and it turns out there's a group of red cogent, and they're attacking our citrus villager. They're attacking Issei. No. 
and little girl Asami. Leave vitamin C alone. <laughs> and uh, Asahi immediately rushes to his defense, and oh, we fight wow. a lot of Kojin. And he's like, boy, I'm so glad I was able just here to, to jump in and save that child from the red Kojin, who I definitely didn't hire. Yeah, who are, de- who are just way out of their way on this odd specific path that, uh, we, that I asked us to go on. <laughs> <laughs> like, to be, to be fair, like, I, I don't know, I'm immediately suspicious of this. That's, but be- it, that's because it's really convenient. Alice is like, why are they so far from the sea? And he's like, I assume don't they're desperate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Shut up. Yugiri is still not buying it. Okay. Yeah, Yugiri is just like, no. <laughs> the whole way through, Yugiri is an exemplary exemplar of fucking just being suspicious of this stupid, stupid Sharpie. <laughs> okay. Does that bring us to a guilty conscience? Is there anything else in that last question? I think that's we- the title of it. It's a stupid Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> stupid Sharpie. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> he is a stupid Sharpie. Look at him. <laughs> um, He's an acai bowl. That's so much better. I've been I've been thoroughly trounced. Oh, it hurts. Where did that come from? I had that in my notes. It occurred to me when I was met him for the first time, as soon as they pronounced his name. Oh. Okay, we gotta go with that. Oh no, I can't. I'm trying to move on. Good lord, a guilty conscience. Okay, we go back and we explain everything to Heen, and he's also like, it's weird that the Red Kojin would do that, but the deal sounds really good. So if we can just stop the Kojin from accumulating ether and crystals, they can't summon anything, and we'll have a peace deal with the the Empire, which is important for us being able to refocus on building here. So. Yeah, let's do the prisoner exchange. No brainer. But he wants to make a past mistake right. And so we go and we speak with Kosetsu and Yotsuyu, who is again gobbling down the other uh, Dango. And he pulls out a sword and holds it right to her neck and is, is like basically like, look, I should have killed you. You are proof of my failure. And she looks up at him and she's like, what, what did I do? Why do you want to kill me? What did I do? And well voice acted. What did I do? Why oh, do you want to kill me? Not what you. I... I mean, just like the, this. Oh, the okay. voice act does a really good job with this role. And it's like, yeah. oh, it's creepy. It's creepy. <laughs> and Gotsatsu makes a point. He, he, his argument is like, look, there are sins at both the feet of, of the commanders who of atrocity and also the, commit, the soldiers who actually commit them. And like that always lies both with everyone and without, but without her memory, what sin remains in her to be cleansed. And it's like, look, I, on a personal level, I get kind of the experience he had. He is a like religious guy. He believes in the will of the Kami. He believes Mm -hmm. that they're both spared and that her memory was wiped for some kind of higher purpose. Sure. I get it. Interpersonally. True. That does not slot into the larger problem of her role in everything that happened and what has yeah. to happen now. It also does not slot into 
yeah, it doesn't slide into the optics. It also just just is a really weird role reversal where suddenly Gosetsu. I mean, it's not that sudden. I guess he had a near death experience and he's starting to be a little bit more empathetic to people. Where before he was like, "Well, you believed a dead reincarnate? That's stupid, and you're dumb, and I hate your culture." Well, no, uh, actually, <laughs> you no. Know? This is it. This is it. Right? It's like for me, the thing is that like it's uh, like he has forgiven her. Okay, fine, good for him. He's also he horny. Also- he also does not get to forgive her on behalf of everyone else. I just, that was a joke. I don't know if he's actually horny. He might, Boy, be a little smitten. he might be a little smitten by the childlike stuff. Okay. But like... The fact that he has forgiven her does not mean that he gets to speak for everyone else in oh God, also no. forgiving her and like and defending her from any kind of accountability in this manner is like yeah, it's not it's his weird. place to say that he gets to do that. But he says it is. He entrusts him, I guess. Okay. Well, I, but also it would be really, really fucking terrible if he just murked her right now. After, <laughs> after, else. after we are certain the Garleans already know we have them. <sighs> Gosetsu does, and like, and afterwards so, so we're like, okay, fine, whatever. Gosetsu, it's your job to protect her, and then we leave. And outside, Hien's like, Gosetsu is really exhausted, right? Like, how does he even stand up? We need to shape the future so that neither of them ever need to be on the battlefield again. And like. I'll say this. I don't agree with all of Hian's calls he's been making, but he's at least expressing like a level oh, of yeah. thoughtfulness and like consideration and like seeing where interpersonal stuff intersects with political stuff in a way that is like this game can write characters like this well. Can it write more of them well? <laughs> <laughs> and can it cut out empathy for sex traffickers while it's doing yeah, that? Also that. <sighs> we're almost done y'all ups and downs yeah 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 okay this rise of a new sun what you're here for you're here for a thoroughly nuanced critique and also puns on people's hairstyle i'm not over asahi bowl <laughs> it's perfect it's perfect i'm glad you enjoy it everyone's going to enjoy it rise okay. of a new sun god uh, i hate it here okay we <laughs> <laughs> and he's like he we sit down we agree to we talk to everything and we're like hey we agree to everything but Yatsuyu, you know you can have her if her memories come back we're keeping her if they don't and asahi surprisingly he agrees to this yeah and he's like look let me talk to her one last time i want to understand what's going on one first time they haven't t- spoken or, i guess they yeah they because sure have we yeah. said he's her brother in law yeah step-brother. stepbrother yeah okay have we said that I no, don't know if it, we have. I don't think we have. It's actually really crucial. <laughs> we sure. kind of skip. I was too busy making fun of his outfit and hat and bowl cut to for, to, for, to the most important plot point is that this is the b- brother that her Yotsuyu's parents favored. Yes, over her, right? So th- he's not actually a positive figure in her life. Absolutely not. But we don't know that. I mean, we kind of do, but also like, it's not been made explicit. It? What can we do point? about it? Right. So he wants to see her before he leaves. And this whole time, I'm like, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. But he goes in and he talks to her. And he comes out and he's like, yeah, you know, you're right. I don't think she's faking it. Her memories are gone. Okay, she can stay here. And it's like, okay, dude is being very cooperative. I think this went well. Peace treaty secured? Mm, We'll see. So we see them off. And Asahi, before he wants to talk to the Warrior of Light, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Camera, while everyone's kind of distracted, camera kind of pans past us and his eyes do a sort of magic trick. You know, he looks at us and he just gives us a nice little moment where he threatens to kill us. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Horrifying scowl. Uh, yeah. 
Um, he says, uh, a day of reckoning will come, and then we get a migraine, and we see him as a Garlean soldier, um, where he is bested by uh, a contingent led by, you guessed it, the pimp. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But before he dies, there's a sudden blast of fucking wind out of fucking nowhere, and the entire contingent is blown away, and- Our guy uh, Zenos. Zenos- uh, uh, out because um comes over and i guess unintentionally saves him i don't know so they're like ah there's reinforcements but it's just one guy we'll take him down I and mean, he cuts them all down and then xenos kind of takes our boy under his wing not really so what he does is <laughs> he really. just kind You're of right. he no. walks up he's like oh this is a cool sword and then so i was like thank you sir and he's like this is a neat sword <laughs> <laughs> You're right okay yeah actually, yeah Zenos doesn't seem to care um, where were those people from? And then he's like, "There, the is there any any more I can cut down with the sword?" And I says, uh, "Lord Kyan's over there." They say he's a good swordsman, and he's like, "Cool." Is that what they say? And then he leaves. <laughs> he doesn't say bye or anything. He just leaves. And, and I say, uh, "He's I like, like, who the fuck was that?" And then and then the guy he was with is like, "That's the Crown Prince, you idiot." <laughs> and he's like, "He's oh! so cool." And I he pops the stiffest sharpie you've ever seen. <laughs> so he gets. So so horned up for the very first time, probably. Okay, and then an awakening back in the present, he continues to berate us. He's like, "Oh, everything you are vexes me. Strike me, you... jeopardize this peace. Do it." And then he says, "My lord was destined to lead us into a new age, and your light will never be as bright as his." Which, like, okay, I understand what Xenos wanted. What did like? Xenos' worldview was that he wanted the world where he basically just like everyone was fighting each other all the time to get stronger and he was fighting the most and so he got the strongest. Yeah. Asai has like the strength of a wet noodle. Like where, where was he, he going? kind of powerful in that case. I guess, but like he got his ass kicked. Like, That's true. I, I, just, I, I wonder if we'll get more of this later. Like what on earth did like wh- what did he think the realization of Xenos' vision would mean for him? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know either. Um, but we after that, uh, Asai kind of departs, and everyone's really happy. Um, and we um, pe- we cut to I we think, tell everyone what happened. We tell everyone what happened, and they're like, and they're like, "That's really weird. Why would he do that?" But also, like, yeah, he's right. We're not like if there's even a point five percent chance of peace here, we're going to take it. But we we have like no. If we refuse this, it's just going to make everything worse. And if they betray us, then it's just going to be the same as if we had refused. So, like, we may as well just go with it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, it's the best deal we've got on the table. Um, so we then pan back to Yotsuyu, who's looking at a little moon trinket. Um, yeah. She then remembers, like... We're, starts to remember. Like, starts to... No, she remembers, like, this meeting. Like Oh, the meeting. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yotsuyu has a mirror. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know it's a mirror quite yet, but she's looking at it. But Asahi then gives her this thing like we pan back kind of have like a, a narrative flashback where not the warrior of light the warrior of light doesn't know this happened but we as the player get a narrative flashback of her talking with asahi and asahi says i hope you it's like oh hey sis and she's like who the f- are we friends it's like yeah definitely <laughs> we are definitely friends and not mortal enemies here's this cool mirror that and i hope you know i hope it just I hope Helps it reminds you, you of who, who you are. are once you look into it and you see the woman that you were. And she's like, who are you? And that's the end of that. And we pan back to the castle. Uh, we pan back to the Imperial Palace. 
And it sure looks like there's, there's a, a live Xenos. There's an alive Xenos in a bed with a he- arm bandage and a neck bandage. And he's speaking perfectly fine, which is weird. Well, and But I guess healing magic. Who cares? I mean, healing magic. Like, I don't know. I... I am hoping there's something a bit more complicated going on here than literally just they retrieved Dinos and brought it back and healed him. Or like, like what was the dot you connected earlier? Well, I guess the, I thought I connected a dot of like, oh, if Xenos was like an experiment or whatever, did they not actually heal him? Did they just like grow a new one? But now you reminded me of the neck bandage, so actually probably it is the original one. But mm. like, how is he gonna feel about everything that happened? Like, like if if it is old Xenos still. I want to get a lot more of what's going on in his head. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Otherwise, if he's just back and he's like, ha ha, it's me, Xenos again. I still feel the exact same way about everything and I want to kill you. I'm going to be like, then what are we doing here? Okay. Yeah. 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 We'll see how this turns out. Okay. That's the end of uh, the MSQ content. We are at uh, a good time to take a quick trip um, over to our market board. All right. Hey, 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 hey. You know, this oh, week no. we are sponsored um, because we there are tickets on sale now for the roadshow of the Yogi Bearcast. You know, listen to your favorite hosts, Michael McRichard, Teresa Sloven, and Termothy Roslow as they live record new episodes of their Smash Yogi Bear recap podcast. I, I hear that, you know, for the purpose of this, they'll be covering the Robin Hood gangster arc from the middle of season two of the Yogi Bear show in eight events spread across the Midwestern and Eastern U.S. Looks like they have shows near you in um, Indianapolis, Little Rock, Cincinnati, Conway, Dover, Louisville, and two shows in Washington, D.C. Wow. So, you know, get your tickets now, show up in BearCast t-shirts or your best Yogi Bear cosplay, and you have a chance at winning a $25 gift card to Chili's. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got my tickets to Dover already. You're going to the, you're going to the one in Delaware? Uh-huh. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show up as the picnic basket. <laughs> I'm going to hope I get eight. You can hope you get eight? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Just like you folks, you want someone to meet you out back? Yogi, Yogi, Yogi Bear can take me back to his cave. Have a little sampling. So yeah, get your tickets now. And remember, and then, Yo- we'll, go, and then we'll go out to Chili's. <laughs> so remember, Yoganatics, hey, they're more than your average podcast hosts. Cool. <laughs> If you want more of us, you could check the description of this episode for a link to our link pop, which will have all links to our socials. We're on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. Um, we'll be posting a few more clips there shortly, and we'll also have a link to our Discord. Um, and in that Discord, uh, we'll be asking for a new regular segment. Uh, we'll be asking questions that are sort of related to the MSQ, but uh, don't necessarily have to pertain to Final Fantasy, but... We could think about this more as a discussion, kind of an online discussion as a board. In fact, um, we are going to, uh, we're going to call this segment the Charlian Forum. I like this. And the Charlian Forum is just a a place to talk about topics. And our topic today, uh, for both of us, uh, we don't have, didn't get any Discord submissions today, but our most regrettable purchase... In game or out of in game? In real life. What, in... what what have we done in real life that Alfino did with that sword? Boy, as of this morning, it's my HP piece of shit printer. But, oh. uh, 
Oh, I'm so mad. Oh, I can't print black and white documents because I'm out of fucking color ink. It's driving me insane. Oh, man, that's so good. That's <laughs> such a good one. Oh, man. That, yeah, that sounds really frustrating. I've had a lot of frustrations with my HP printer that is on the floor over there as well. <laughs> but not because it like didn't work. My Wi-Fi password was weird. It's like you have to be connected to the Wi-Fi even if you're like plugged in. It's 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 a nightmare. I mean, once it works, it's a printer. But like, I'll it, I'll set it up again when I need to. No, I'm right there with you. Um, my most regrettable purchase probably would have to be everything on my League of Legends account <laughs> from Christ. from the year 2012 till now. How much have you spent? I am not comfortable divulging that information. Okay, you complete the fifth, but, but I wit, but it would certainly go a lot. It would certainly help towards a down payment on property. <laughs> it would certainly be a substantial boost. Uh, uh, unrelated. I am selling a League of Legends account. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Stormbuds. Again, you can check the description of this episode for links to our socials and our Discord. Um, I could probably go back and put that link in our previous descriptions, too. Why and, not? And also, guys, if you can leave us reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. Please do. Super helpful. You can write anything in the review box. It can be gibberish. You it, can put lore mipsum in there. We just need to... <laughs> Actually, please don't. They might They might filter that out Okay, or you're something. right. Lore mipsum, they might filter. But, but if you could if you could just put a rev- put reviews in there. I don't know. Do you have Apple Podcasts? Can you actually check the reviews? To, no, I, I'm Android. I, mean, I, I guess I could... I can we check need, on my we laptop. We get an Apple Podcast account. We have to do that. We get. We'll. we'll we, I promise. We'll thank you eventually. But we need more. We need. Uh, more. We need any. <laughs> we have one. We have one. I have at least one. We got an email that was like, "Hey, you got you got uh, you got a review like seventy episodes ago." <laughs> I should check on that. It's probably thank app. you, user Spencer Emmett. Yeah. <laughs> for doing that um but until then born from buds storm of buds we've been the storm buds baby happy spring it's not spring it's close it's nice out it's close enough it's like 48 today okay bye bye Three point two tidings from the east. Four point two. Fuck. You can- <laughs>